What you're about to hear was aired on Planet Philadelphia, environmental radio show on Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP in Philadelphia, and on gtownradio.com. We may have some time for news. Do you have something for us today, Linda? Yeah. Today we were talking about large institutions, banking, and the Supreme Court affecting climate change. And in my news, I am going to concentrate on the Supreme Court because I will address banking news on another show where we have another banking interview from the bottom up as opposed to the top down, which today's was. So let me start with actually last show we had where we also addressed a recent Supreme Court decision that had to do with the Roe versus Wade and its relationship to climate change. We had Professor Hart telling us that overpopulation is a big issue for climate change and how that's related to abortion. Overpopulation and overconsumption are both important. And the shuttle Weaver's Way had a whole article about this. Project Drawdown has drawn together all the solutions to climate change, and they have emphasized as a, a very important contribution to climate change. Women, that is the family planning and their education. Now, overpopulation has been a taboo topic for 50 years. That's why you're not hearing about it much. Many news outlets, environmental groups avoid the issue altogether, and politicians fear losing their votes. And of course, high consumption contributes in countries like ours contributes to the overconsumption. We have often heard on this show about the fact that women are often the worst hit by climate change. There's a new report by BBC Scotland, the Center for Climate Justice, indicating that women do more unpaid housework and childcare, work harder and longer. So Women in Scotland are fighting for their place at the table in climate talks. And the 19th says that more women than ever are contributing to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC. It's a new report, but still there's a gender bias for them not to be participating as much. One of the problems is that you have to get nominated and the country has to nominate you. Another barrier is not as many women go into the climate sciences. Now, there's an interesting thing about the Supreme Court, which of course is supposed to make its decisions based on the US Constitution. Arizona State University had a conference recently and talked about whether the Constitution is helping us or hindering us with climate change. And they thought that maybe it's hindering us because national elections don't happen as often as local elections. It's easier to amend state constitutions. There's more political turnover and change to match the urgency of the climate crisis. Now, in the wake of the Supreme Court case, West Virginia versus PA decision, Evergreen published 10 climate actions Democrats could do. Unfortunately, many of them require 
federal legislation that I don't think is going to happen in our political climate, but some have to do with regulations. The New York Times tells us that EPA now has a backup plan in the wake of this decision. A key part of it is to restrict other pollutants that coal-burning power plants emit, such as soot, mercury, nitrous oxide, and that those will help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Of course, a piecemeal approach could make it tougher to reduce climate change. And one person is quoted as saying that the Biden administration will have to enact layers and layers of new policies rather than rely on a single sweeping program. Now, the rest of my news will focus on Alex Baumstein's point that the states and other local communities will need to take up the slack. So RMI actually tells us the states are moving swiftly on performance-based policies. There's something called performance-based regulation, PBR. This is an approach regulating electric utilities that aims to align the utility's profit moments with societal goals like decarbonization and resilience. And it's an alternative to the traditional cost of service regulation. You pay utilities how they perform rather than how much product they sell. And 17 states that are considering this are a cross-section of political perspectives, demographics, and market structures, which is encouraging. And the states and regulators can borrow examples and resources from other jurisdictions. States are even, in some cases, giving the utilities an opportunity to innovate and say how they will pursue states' energy goals. Of course, PBR is not going to solve all our problems, such as energy efficiency deployment, peak load growth, and you may need climate-aligned energy efficiency standards and financing tools like securitization. Now, the New York Times tells us some of the ways in which the states are stepping up on climate change. We've already heard about California shifting the cost of recycling plastics to packaging manufacturers rather than waste outfits or ourselves. And also local communities are stepping up. They are trying to de-emphasize the political aspect of climate change policies and so reaching more consensus by doing that. They emphasize lower energy bills, more local economic activity, and so they can tailor it to their local situation. But it's found that as conversations about these policies move up from the municipal level to the state level, let alone the federal level, things get more politicized. In many of these local places, money and resources are major constraints in what they can do. And if the feds are not putting in the money, that falls to independent groups who may not be able to keep up with the financing. Now, Penn Environment tells us that the EPA, even before this Supreme Court decision, was starting to return things to local levels, such as the authority to Pennsylvania and 16 other states to limit pollution from cars and trucks. In Pennsylvania, according to the Inquirer, now we are going to be able to spend the rest of the stimulus from COVID, and some of that will go to conservation particularly to rehabilitation or repair of state parks, maintaining water and sewer systems, preserving farmland and cleaning up farm and mine runoff. So maybe that will help us. 
And at a more hyper-local level in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Citizen put out a climate change report card on how Philadelphia is doing on its climate change goals. There are seven goals. It got two Bs, four Cs or C minuses, and one D. So we're kind of doing middling on this, <laughs> I would say. And as my final um, story, uh, the New York Times tells us, which is not surprising, that the GOP, the state legislatures across the nation, are weaponizing state houses against green corporate, that is, business goals, such as BlackRock, who have green intentions. Uh, and some of these companies are starting to go into hiding for that reason. So that's my news for today. And I have one announcement. The White House Environmental Justice Advisory Council public meeting will be August 3rd to 4th. And as usual, that will be posted on our website in a few days. Goodness, Linda, that's so many important, interesting issues you covered there in a very short time. So uh, I encourage listeners to follow up on these issues. We all really need to keep on top of these things. Goodness, we are out of time. And I just want to say that the next Planet Philadelphia will be coming up August 5th. My heavens, we're almost to August. Please do get in touch with us if you have a concern or issue you want to discuss. You can email us at planetphila at gmail.com. And as always, you can visit planetphiladelphia.com to hear past shows or find out what's coming up. So again, we hope you do tune back in August 5th. And stay cool, everyone, in this very hot weather. Yes, but still enjoy some of the sunshine and the flowers. If you want to know more about Planet Philadelphia, go to planetphiladelphia.com. You could also find out more about other G-Town Radio programming by going to gtownradio.com. I hope you will consider making a small monthly donation to help Planet Philadelphia continue presenting interviews on important underreported environmental topics and exploring their complexities and intersections. Thank you so much for your support.